Welcome to the Guest Life Podcast, episode 37. Today, we have a very special guest. Um, she's coming in with a lot of knowledge, a lot of expertise, but a lot of balls. And um, so we have Dawn Thorpe here from uh, Heddle Shipyards. Um, she's an executive assistant and a commercial coordinator um, and a lot of other things. So a today we're going to learn yeah. a little bit about her story and her journey to where she is today. Um, so thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. This is super exciting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for everybody tuning in again, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, the podcast is always here to kind of give back and, and showcase, you know, exceptional talent like Dawn um, that gives back to our community in different ways, but also, you know, from a professional standpoint, takes that entrepreneurship to the next level. And uh, we're looking forward to hear her story today. Awesome. Like I said, happy to be here. So yeah. thank you very much. So we met at an event at an incredible location um, yes. with a bunch of, you know, very talented, very professional people. And, you know, we're, we're a little bit younger than most of the crowd. We're kind of like, okay, what's going on here? And, um, and Don got to speak. And, and what we ended up finding out was the entrepreneurial journey is never what you expect. Never. No, definitely not a direct line. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about how you got started and what you're doing now. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been doing a variety of different things. So it kind of, you know, started back in the day with, you know, sports and events. And um, I went out to the Olympics for a while to work out there and decided to go to school. So I got a degree in psychology and then a postgrad in PR and event management. Um, Where was that from? So Brock University, because okay. I got a degree in psychology from there and then decided um, I needed to go and just work out west. So I moved out to Lake Louise no six hours after I finished my last exam. I put my pencil down and got on a flight. So I was working out at that hotel for about a year and a half. Um, my a lot of people goal, do that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the ski hill, snowboarding, yeah. skiing, downhill mountain biking, everything that you really need or want really yeah um everyone sort of asked me why i came back so that's uh i'm still kind of trying to figure that out oh, um, come on now. no i'm just kidding um yeah so i did all of that for a while and i was in a variety of different roles with work kind of you know trying to figure it out what i wanted to do i always wanted to work with troubled kids okay that was sort of my my thought with psychology um and it just sort of took a turn life just led me in a direction that i didn't really know i was going to go and I find that that's where you always end up in the, the places that you're supposed to be when you kind of just let it flow, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So um, I ended up at Heddle, um, sort of wasn't looking for a new job. I was with Meridian prior to that. And, um, and tell me, tell, you know, for everybody listening, you know, I had the opportunity to hear the whole story. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was what sparked just so much interest in it was you didn't know about the role before you got it. I had never even heard of Heddle Shipyards before I got it. So right? it was pretty crazy, actually. Um, it was about a year ago. I put out a GoFundMe page for my dad mm -hmm. um, and I had a response to it from a gentleman I didn't know. Um, just sort of like, hey, I'm uh, I'm Blair McKeel. I want to help you out and give you the rest of the money for this vehicle for your dad. And it was kind of like, whoa, I had just gone through a crazy scenario. So um, anyway, fast forward, I ended up accepting this check from Blair McKeel, who was just phenomenal uh, to help out just, you know, uh, an unlimited number of people and the community as well. 
So didn't know him from anyone else. Yeah. Um, I went to his home and accepted the check from him and his wife. Wow. It was actually a birthday gift for her, which was which was pretty sweet. Come on. Yeah. And then uh, fast forward, I guess, eight, nine months later, they had asked me back then, you know, sort of, what do you do? And, and give me your resume. Mm. Eight, nine months later, I reached out and just, you know, wanted to have a coffee with Kathy and just sort of pick her brain, pick life, you know, sort of learn from the people that are already doing the things that you hope to one day do. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, she invited me to a Women Supporting Women entrepreneurial event that I went to. And two or three days later, I got a call about this job opportunity that they couldn't tell me the job. They couldn't tell me the company, but wanted me to fill out all these profiling assessments. Yeah. So I did that. Which and, I'm sure was uh, super quick and easy. Yeah, it was, I mean, three or four or five, six of them yeah, over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So they called on the Monday and just said, you know, I love your profile and told me all about it. And like, you want to come work for the shipyard? I'm like the shipyard. What? Um, and yeah, and they said it was for an executive assistant commercial coordinator role, wow. which I had never done before. Yep. Um, but I met Sean, who is the president and CEO, and I just knew that I wanted to work for him. So that's yeah. an amazing. It's just about the taking that risk, right? And for also sure. putting out something that you might never get back. Exactly. You know, which is yeah. your time. And I find so many people very yeah. precious with that. So it's like what sparked you to say, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Like, what was your thought process going through that? Honestly, it was just, I'm, I'm sort of big on like connection and energy with people. And I met him at the water in Cannes for an interview in Vineland. Perfect. So it was uh, my choice for where the interview was going to be. And I'm sort of a big nature freak, you know, I'll just, anytime I can take off into the woods or, or even just be on solo trips, I'm all about it. Yeah. So I thought, you know, if I don't land this job surrounded by like plants and trees in an interview, it's not meant to be. And he walked in and it was just kind of like, boom, aligned right away. Wow. Um, you know, he's he's young and innovative and his vision is just wild, really, really. And uh, yeah, he was just kind of like, you know, I, I want someone that's here to stay. And he was just going to kind of take it to the moon with me. And everything just sort of seemed right. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting when kind of in this stage, I find... I hate talking about generations as a whole because mm -hmm. I find there's so much uniqueness to that. For sure. So it's like classifying people is, for me, it's it's like a give up. It's like, oh, this generation is not that. Well, yeah. I can, I guarantee I'll find someone that, you know, is complete opposite of what you just said. Oh, for sure. Right? But I find um, recently, I guess in our business too, there's a lot of um, the concept around instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the quick money and the quick dollar and not about the journey and the path. Yeah. Um, you know, I even find that with, fr you know, friends and investing. They're like, oh, you hear about this, you hear about that. It's like, no, you kind of got to learn to say no and just keep going. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, you know, what made you make that decision to say, okay, yeah, I'm in it for like, you know, the long, I don't even know what to say, long-ish haul. Long haul, long yeah. Long haul, right? Like, it, it's not that uh, as business owners, it's like you own somebody. It's because it's got to be mutual. Because of course, yeah. Because you're going to work, the hardest person working in the room is going to be the one that's the happiest. For sure, yeah. Right? I mean, the happier you are, the happier you are in your role, the more you want to put the time and effort into doing it, right? So, and I think especially for the role that I'm in, I can say that there's probably few 
I don't know, you know, obviously all the other bosses, but there's probably few bosses out there that I would do the role that I'm doing now for if they weren't, you know, him or somebody very much like him. It's just, um, I think in the role that I'm in, you very much have to click with, with the boss that you're working with. Mm -hmm. Um, and for him, you know, he's just like a super, super genuine person. Like, um, yeah, just the, the gratitude is there hundred percent. And that's all what I'm about really. So there was, for me, there was a, a bunch of things that sort of clicked and, and aligned, but I've, you know, I've been kind of looking for something that I knew that if I put my time and my effort into it, that it would kind of come back around. Yeah. And the cool thing about Heddle is that it's just so up and coming, you know, like it's forever growing. It's wild to think, you know, five years ago, Port Weller was nothing. Right. And now what it is now, um, you know, there's almost 100 employees there that we have a shipyard in Thunder Bay, Um, Hamilton. Actually, this is the first year that we haven't had to do layoffs throughout the summer. You know, normally you drop down to 30, 40 people. Oh, really? um, after the winter in Hamilton. I didn't know that. Um, but, there, and, and just for the viewers like listening in, Heddle works on the ships. So we are the lar- Canada's largest shipbuilding and construction company on the Great Lakes. Wow. So, you know, in the past, it's been primarily a focus on shipbuilding and ship repair, or sorry, okay. ship repair. Um, but we're moving into the focus of wanting to get into shipbuilding. Wow. Which is uh, pretty exciting and pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thought plumbers didn't have to have yeah. leaks, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you need less leaks on a ship. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, that would definitely be a benefit for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that's amazing. And I yeah. mean, you know, talking about people's journey and how they get into things and also like, you know, kind of looking at the long haul, mm-hmm. um, what motivates you to kind of understand kind of the benefits of working through kind of the best way to describe it is being open to the floodgates yeah. to saying, wow, look at what's actually out there. Yeah. Sometimes I find when there's such a a tight hold on what the role actually is. Yeah. You get lost in that. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. You think that you're sort of, you know, it's, it's a one tracked mind. Like this is my role. This is all it is. And you don't really see outside of that. I think for me with this one, it was, it was sort of maybe slightly intimidating, but also exciting at yeah. the fact that it was, um, it was a new role that was created and it was very much made known to me that it's not just what is on the paper. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it could be a multiple amount of things. Um, and you're going to kind of, you know, be pulled in a lot of different directions. And if you need sort of just very, um, systematic processes and it's like, it's just this and that's how it is. Like, it's not the rule for you. And I think just sort of how I've lived my entire life is just, you know, free as a bird and fly by the seat of my pants. And it always ends up leading me to the coolest spot. So yeah, with the interview at the watering can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So now you're in this role. You've been there about a year, you said? Uh, six months. Six yeah, months. I started uh, January 3rd this year, actually. Yeah. And yeah. what do you find your biggest challenges? Sean. <laughs> no, uh, it's, I mean, it's the most rewarding, but also the biggest challenge. So that's a good thing, right? Yeah, that's definitely. what they say, right? Yeah. Navigating. I mean, my life is crazy enough. Yeah. So navigating and sort of being accountable for somebody else being accountable mm-hmm. can be a challenge because it's not it's not just based on me, right? Like I can line it up as perfectly as I can or as organized as I can do it. But then it's the whole other side too. Well, he can change all of that in a, in a second. And he's one of the busiest people I know. So, 
yeah, I would say that that's probably the biggest challenge is just navigating um, his schedule and his life. But at the same time, it's the most rewarding because it's when you do get everything lined up and you see how easy it is for it just to flow for him. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know, the OCD's kicking right? in yeah. and you're like, ah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, good. Exactly. So um, tell us a little about your side hustle and, and how you find, make, create the time to do that. Yes. Um, Shine Bright. So it's my mobile teeth whitening business. Yeah. Um, kind of crazy how it all came into play. I just saw somebody post on Instagram actually that they were having it done at their house and I clicked on who it was that was tagged and it was like, Hey, come to my house and whiten my teeth. So we came and it turned out to be a guy that I had met before and we just got chatting and he said, you know, like you should get into this for sure. Like it's amazing, but, um, you know, people are, it actually works. And that was the big thing for me is, you know, there's so many different kind of side hustles that you can do, but this product actually works. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the results with my teeth and I thought like, I always say like, let your, your smile speak the loudest, right? Like your energy introduces you before you even speak. For sure. So I think that there's so many ways that people can either feel, you know, insecure or defeated based on their smile. And mm-hmm. then when you, you know, sort of change that you see someone get their braces off and all of a sudden they're like, you know, just happy as anything and the confidence is just restored. Yeah. So as simple as it is, but just brightening somebody's smile, it's wild. You know, the messages that I get. Words there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> right? it, it, so, a lot of people are doing it now. And I mean, yeah, it, yeah there's nothing. I mean, for someone else that drinks coffee like myself, mm-hmm. you need it. You got to brush them. You got to whiten them. You got to keep sure. them going. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. But the cool thing is, I mean, you can spend so much money at the dentist. You got to go through the three weeks of all the trays and, you know, like. So it's a different system. Yeah. So it's, it's literally one hour. I come to your house or you come to mine. Wow. You just chill out and lay on your couch, listen to a podcast, maybe yours. Yeah, there you go. Um, I just put that on the business card. No, it's ours. (laughs) Right. And uh, yeah, and it's done. It's uh, four 15 minute increments. So it's an hour in total. I'd say an hour and a half with application and setup. Yeah. And the results are instant. So it's wow. uh, yeah, four to twelve shades brighter within within an hour. Really? And um, it's an LED light, so no UV. There's there's no issue there. And one of the biggest things for myself is instead of using the trays where you're exposing your gums to sensitivity, mm-hmm. I outline the gums with a protective barrier that I harden onto it, so that protects you from the the sensitivity as much as it can. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know the condition of your your teeth, right? But yeah, and everyone's different, right? Yeah. That's sure. cool. That's custom. What yeah. um. And like, I just trying to think of, okay, an hour and a half set up, you got to be home. When do you have time for that? So I have a little one as well. Yeah. She's, she's six. So it's just her and I at home. Okay. And, uh, she's putting the tray in, you're yeah, getting the client's exactly. money. She's actually pretty good with it. She yeah. loves it, but no, I'll try and do it like on the night that I don't have her during the week or every other weekend. Um, or what's convenient about it is if you want to come to my house, you know, as soon as I put her to bed, then you just come over and just chill and Perfect. I can still be making her lunch and chucking in laundry and in between the 15 minutes, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, nobody minds. Like I'm in my own home. So of course. yeah. Oh, uh, that's amazing. You just got to kind of figure it out. Wow. Juggling all that stuff, but, yeah. but efficiently, like people, I find entrepreneurs, you can have two minds. It's, oh, it's a busy day. Oh, it's good. You know, or it's, yeah, it was a productive day. hundred percent. You know, and you can really, you know, use the power of, of verbiage 
based on how you want to feel. Mm-hmm. You know, I always get up in the morning. I'm excited. I'm full of energy. I, was yeah. like, I don't know a morning person, but I know lots of morning people. Yeah. Right. Um, you create that for yourself. And for I think, sure. you know, when it comes down to time and energy, um, you know, you can always do more. Absolutely. So, you can. Yeah. I mean, I have a sign in my room that says all you need is less. And it's funny because I, I believe it so much, but it's just not in terms of what I do throughout the day. It's more and more and more. Yeah. But when I think of, you know, materialistic things, it's always less. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the small things, kind of the things that make up the big things that I want more of. Yeah. And then the things that don't really matter, all the monetary things, all that kind of thing that I feel like I need less of. Yeah. So. Well, it's interesting, right? Because, you know, on the journey, it's always getting to the finish line, getting to the finish line. I, you know, you, if you've listened to the podcast more than once, then you've probably heard my, my saying about patience, but I used to hate the word patience. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always because I just, I would always look at the person telling me to be patient. I said, like, well, if that's where patient got you, it's not where I want to be. Right. No right or wrong. It's just, it's not my it's spot. Not, not for you. So let's, I'm, I'm no patience. And then I was like, okay, as I get older, I'm like, oh, you know what? I should have had some patience for that one. That one, <laughs> that one probably worked. If I would have, you know, slowed it down a bit. Yeah. So we use two terms. It's, it's slow down to speed up mm-hmm. and, and be patiently aggressive. There you go. Right? Nice. So, uh, I'm okay with timelines, but it, it don't give me, why is it going to take a week? I just right. need to know why. Yeah. Right? That little extra nudge. For sure. And I find, uh, you know, especially when you've got a lot of things that you need to be productive in and those busy days or mm-hmm. productive days make you feel accomplished at the end of them. Absolutely. Right. The financial benefit comes ladder. If your focus is, I want to be efficient. I want to be effective. It's going to come. It'll come. Yeah. It always does. When you're so focused on it coming, that's when I found in the past, I've caught myself not being productive at all. hundred percent. You're focusing on the, on kind of the position of lack, right? Like, mm-hmm. Wherever you put your sort of energy, that that's going to come back to you. So if you're constantly focusing on, you know, what you need and you need this and you need that and you don't have enough of this, it's all coming from that that place of lack and you're just going to bring more of that to you. Mm-hmm. It's when you kind of just like step back, take a breath, let it flow. Everything just kind of seems to to end up where it's supposed to be, I find. Yeah. And you, you spoke a little bit about energy earlier. Mm-hmm. When did that kind of thought process happened for you because I've been asking that question a little bit more frequently and I find people usually have a time frame yeah because it's not the norm no because I find when you're in that mindset a lot of entrepreneurs are um it's hard to teach it to someone that maybe isn't there yet for sure and maybe it's maybe they may never get there that's fine but did that was there a time frame for you is there a memory is there a point yeah definitely definitive I mean I think I think right now it's becoming sort of trendy, I guess I would say that. Yeah. Like I feel like, you know, it's mindfulness and like all the words are it's just becoming trendy to kind of be that way, right? But like is it really that you're that way or is it that you're just kinda going going with how society is right now? But for me for sure That's a great point. Yeah. For for me it was definitely definitive. Uh two thousand nineteen there was sort of a shift in my life and um I went on a solo trip to Bali. Okay. No, eat, pray, love. No. Yeah. There you <laughs> Just go. kidding. But, you read the book. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I went to Bali, and it was kind of um, just a whole shift in in mindset. You know, I've done a lot of solo travel, solo adventures, and just kind of getting real with myself and spending time with me. But this one was like the catalyst to it. Wow. Yeah. It was definitely life changing, and I was, you know, I've always kind of been, if you want to call it, mindful, or you yeah. know, just 
easygoing and, and thinking about different things. That's why I love psychology, right? But um, the shift in my life then and when I went to Bali, I came back from that in an entirely different person. Really? And it's just kind of continued on that way. And I think sort of seeing um, that a shift in your mindset and focusing on certain things really does um, you know, bring about a shift in your life. It's, you know, the internal shift brings about so many other things in such incredible ways. Mm -hmm. And since I sort of just adopted that and I didn't try to, um, sort of control the way that my life was going and I just became good with like, okay, this is it. Like, however it's going to go, just let it go. Yeah. And not kind of not caring, but just letting it be how it's going to be. Yeah. It's just like, everything's just working out, you know? Oh, that's so nice yeah. to hear. Yeah, that's fantastic. I find a lot of times, um, you know, I never used to read. I used to have okay. this big hurdle over my head that I said, I don't read good. And it just, it was a crutch. And uh, so I just never did it. And then all of a sudden, you know, kind of like patience, all these successful people I was talking to, they read all the time. Yeah. And I know they didn't finish high school or it didn't, didn't really matter. So, all right, I'm going to start reading. And I started reading these books because I was always like, okay, I'm, I'm a slow reader and I don't have so much time to read, but... Let's start reading the books that people are recommending. Yeah. And I'm finding more and more people would come by and be like, oh, yeah, I read that book. Oh, yeah, I read that book. And I'd be like, well, did you read it or did you look at it? Right. Because you're not, it takes time to implement the steps of learning these new practices because it's easy to practice when you're in practice. For sure. When it's game time mm -hmm. or there's a huge challenge coming up or someone's hurt or upset or there's a death. It's tough to keep ground yeah, or use the practices that you have to, you know, work through those problems. Um, and, and, you know, even we talk about there's no problems, there's solutions. We have tons of mantras here. Oh, but, yeah. I'm, um, I'm with you on that. But, yeah, I found, uh, you know, very interesting where when you talk about trendy mm -hmm. is, is that kind of concept. Yeah, I read that book because it was... Yeah. You know, it was trending. Or at least, I think the big one I found was Think Like a Monk. Mm -hmm. Um you know, really grounding themselves and talking about that. And and for me, there's lots of like key little moments, yeah. but I love asking that question. I love that you kind of sealed the deal for me with that because yeah, it's a lot of the times it's at what point was I, yeah. Was I shifting? Yeah. 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 No, it was definitely that for me. I, we, you mentioned about reading too, and it's, uh, I've got really into like highlighting when I read or circling things. Right. So it's, I find, sure, I'll go through and I'll read a book once, but yeah. then, like you said, you're when it's good, it's good. It's easy. It's easy to stay on track. It's easy to just keep going with it, but it's kind of like discipline, right? Like when nobody's watching, are you still as disciplined as you are when yeah. someone's got a camera on you, right? So I find for me, like when those difficult moments kind of come up, it's I know the different books or different, you know, audio books, podcasts, whatever it is that certain things resonated with me in those times. So yeah. it's nice to be able to go back and just the highlighted points are already there. So it's like, boom, boom, like a refresher. Right. Yeah. So I yeah. find, I find you need that, right. You need those, those moments. I For mean, sure. I started seeing my performance coach, but a year and a half ago now, and you know, he always checks in with me and just, we go over the nice. hard stuff and yeah. you know, it's that, it's that refresh and that refresh. And very fortunate to have him on my life. He sees, oh, yeah. you know, had some battles with me, you know, but it's a lot of the times that the hard part is, is that it's not what you want to hear. No. Right. No. The tough stuff never is, though. Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, and, and you bring that into the entrepreneurship and the business. I mean, it's wild yeah. what kind of power you can yeah. get to it. Um, so tell us a little bit about, um, you know, this podcast. We love hearing about the stuff you guys do in the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if we have enough time for all of it. 
Yeah, but, probably not. There's yeah. a laundry list. So, so what, um, tell us some of the things you're doing recently. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're constantly sort of just supporting various initiatives and different groups. You know, there's, there's so many, I can't even list them all. Um, one of the big and exciting things that we're doing right now is we've actually partnered with the colleges, Amazing. which is pretty neat. So Mohawk, all the colleges where we have shipyards. Okay. So Confederation up in Thunder Bay, um, Mohawk here in Hamilton, and then Niagara College in uh, in Niagara. Wow. So it's pretty neat. We're putting together, working with them actually currently to put together a, like a micro-credential course. Okay. Um, one of the biggest challenges that we find obviously in the industry is finding skilled trades, right? It's, it's so hard. I think everybody's sort of suffering and struggling with that. So, and then, you know, we, we have really good people that come in and because of sort of the, the bus and boom, the up and down, um, you know, they're there all winter, then we've got to lay off and uh, it's hard to get, you lose good people. Right? Totally. So working and partnering with the colleges, it's where we're creating these micro-credential courses that are exactly what we need within the shipyard. Okay. Um, so that we can offer these at all three of the colleges to all of those in the local community and create that many more jobs for for those that are right here in wow. our backyard right so it's pretty amazing the the number of jobs that it's going to create um and just opportunity for for those that are right here yeah um you know even in the next year we're we're going to need you know 300 people um wow. you know in the next five like we're looking at needing like 800 people so, and being able to work with them to create exactly what it is that we need and say, hey, listen, go and do this and like you're guaranteed a job. Yeah. So what that's going to mean for the community and, you know, their families is, is pretty awesome. It's pretty exciting that way. Well, I think the big thing too, again, it, it, I, because I'm in the conversation a lot, we're part of a lot of organizations that really strengthen community and jobs and giving back. And it's like, they're like, oh, no one wants to work anymore. I call full bullshit. Yeah, I agree. I go, maybe they don't know how to get mm -hmm. these jobs. It's terrifying. I know when I was 17, I wasn't, you know, this is what I want to do and this is my career forever. And I think for me, that's a big eye opener to say like, what are we doing to educate the community yeah. and educate the students that these jobs are even available, what they pay, what the life cycle is on them, mm -hmm. knowing that is there opportunity further? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, you know, it was always like, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? Yeah. I don't know planning on tomorrow. Yeah, right? well, for sure. Yeah, you're not you're not thinking that far ahead, especially when you're younger too, right? You're just totally. you know, what what's going to pay, you know, give me the money in my pocket right now, not even necessarily thinking about bills. So, yeah. being able to create like sustainable jobs right here for the community is going to be massive, you know, and um so that's just sort of the one one part that we're working on right now. Um, we were chatting earlier and we work a lot with uh, Mission to Seafarers. So we're renovating actually a, a portion of our location in Port Weller just to let them use, which is pretty exciting. And for everybody listening, what do they do? Um, so it's a, it's a nonprofit, right? So um, and yeah, they're like just very much in the in the marine industry. So they're uh, they're very grateful that we're going to be giving them the space with that. That's so amazing. that's nice. Um, 
Yeah, we're Ukraine, obviously the crisis that's going on there. Um, we're working with a lot of the, the local churches and um, groups here to help support. So it's pretty neat. We're, we're actually bringing over families from Ukraine, helping them assistance with um, you know, flights, accommodations, giving them full-time work in our yards and wow. their families as well. So it's been pretty surreal. Um, yeah, lot, lots of challenges with it and, you know, a lot of heartstrings being pulled there. But to know, like, we, we already have one that just, uh, a gentleman that just started last week came over. And uh, to, to welcome him into the yard and know that he's here is is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And it, you know what? It's always about, I find, the, the effort that you put in yeah. is there's not ever the reward that you could ever imagine. But no. it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. Right, the, those really those is. opportunities, being able to do that and give back to the, you know, people, communities, families, homes, businesses. Yeah. Yeah, you're really making such a big impact, especially oh, with an organization with the right mind. Yeah, no, it definitely is. There's, I mean, this guy's really the limit too, right? It's um, we get approached about different opportunities all the time. We're working with uh, Pro Action Cops and Kids. Okay. Um, in Hamilton, and um, actually, we're doing a big event with them on July the eighth which is going to be pretty neat sponsoring that for them. And, um, you know, it's helping uh, inner city youth and oh, wow. kids and they have a, a variety of incredible programs that they run. So it's things like that, you know, that we can kind of get our, our hand in sponsoring and helping and um, just helping these organizations and, and communities really enhance what it is that they're already doing yeah. and them being able to leverage us is uh, it makes an even larger impact. Well, and allowing people to know that you're, you know, you're a growing business and exactly. you're looking to open up new locations and operations. Yeah. And, and like, if people don't ever hear about you and you're just an add on indeed, that's not how it always works. Yeah. Right. Like, no, I think it's exactly. so much more than that is yeah. being a local business, especially if you want to grow. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think too, with, uh, being down at the shipyard, you know, people come down there and they're blown away. Really? They're, they're like, Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know if you've ever been down there. But walking around, like the ships are massive, yeah. right? Like they're huge. And especially for kids, um, you know, they come down, there's Theodore, the tugboat yeah. that uh, we're obviously affiliated with as well. And that's that's so cool. You know, he came over from Nova Scotia. It's this massive tugboat that looks like Theodore, the tugboat, yeah. right? And it's just, it's such a draw for for kids in the community. And there's so many amazing initiatives that, that Theodore does as well. And, you know, promoting freshwater protection of the Great Lakes and and um, yeah the opportunities are really endless so it's a big big draw for sure to be to be down at the yard oh that's amazing yeah well we always ask this question at the end of the podcast is what would you what advice would you give your younger self going into your future career going into my future career um, I would just say take care of your take care of myself first. Yeah. That would be yeah. Uh, if if I had to think back, it would be take care of myself first. Um, always follow my curiosity, and just endlessly grateful. Like gratitude goes a long way. I find you know the if you're grateful for the smallest things that you have, literally just like waking up in the morning, like, you know, I don't want to get out of bed. No, like I have an opportunity to get out of bed and go crush the day. Yeah. Right. So I, I would say those three things for sure. Oh, that's amazing. It's always interesting to hear what people's mantras are. It usually comes so quick. Mm-hmm. So I know that one's easy for you. Yeah. Um, Don, thank you so much for coming thank today. Thank you. Um, everybody for tuning in. 
all the credentials will be online in the bio. Um, check out Heddle. They're, they're just doing some crazy stuff. Uh, you know, really game changing, changing the community and, uh, you know, a great place to maybe work in the future. Yeah, hopefully. Lots of jobs. We've got like over 30 up online right now. So feel free to check it out. There you go. And, and we always want to end the podcast with asking ourselves this question. Why not me? Why not now? Um, you, you know, amazing stories like Dawn's, uh, you know, taking that risk, taking those chances and seeing the other side of it. So congratulations. Thank you. Beauty. 